0: Hello and welcome to the one and only podcast you need in your life for keeping up with the latest and greatest at Elmwood Park. This is Parkside Chat, where you get the 411 on District 401. I'm your host, Aaron Selmer, and for this fifth episode of the season, I'm delighted to be joined by the admin team of Elm Middle School. So before we get going, I just need to ask, where's your favorite place to eat in Elmwood Park?
1: Ooh, good question. Ms. Brock, what do you got?
2: Um, Johnny's is my favorite.
1: Same. Got to do a large ice with no lid. Love that.
0: What about to eat? That sounds like it was just a drink.
1: Oh, well, I mean, Italian ice is like, it could be a meal all in itself. Uh, um, but I mean, then you got to get a beef sandwich. That's just, that's okay. just yep. good nice. Elmwood Park mannerism, I feel. Eight. Oh, yeah, it's got to be dipped. Yep. Yes. Yes. Totally. Hmm.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Alrighty. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to get started with some introductions like normal. So I want to know. What's been your educational journey that has led you to this point so far? And how, you know, how do you end up here in this room doing this podcast with me?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I went to the university of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign for my undergrad. Um, and I got a job as a sixth grade math and science teacher at Elmwood elementary school, right out of my undergrad degree. Um, I taught there for four years and then I became an instructional coach, um, for the district. And I did that for two years before getting my graduate degree at National Lewis, Um, and now
1: I'm the assistant principal at Elm. And um, hi, this is Miss G, Ashley Groeneveld, the principal at Elm, and my educational journey is a little bit different. Um, I started at Eastern Illinois University, and I was going to be an athletic trainer. I was going to be on Monday Night Football, and I was going to do all of those amazing and wonderful things because I love sports. Um, and then I found out I really didn't love athletic training. So my counselor had said to me, I think you'd be a great teacher. And I looked at her like, are you absolutely crazy? Um, and she said, look, you take this class. If you don't like it, I'll pay for it. I said, all right, it's a win-win for me. I taught one fourth grade PE class and I absolutely fell in love. So from there, I um, majored in physical education and health. And um, after my, ma- uh, my bachelor's degree, I pursued a master's degree at Eastern Illinois University, just 45 minutes south of where Ms. Freck was. Um, and from there, I got my first job in education in Lagrange. I taught PE K five, which was absolutely wonderful. Uh, during my first job, I pursued my Type seventy five at Concordia University, so my second master's degree. Uh, from there, I went and taught in the wonderful, beautiful state of Colorado, uh, right outside of Denver area. So uh, loved to ski, snowboard, all that good stuff. And um, then from there, I came back to Illinois. Got my uh, teaching job in Winnetka. So I spent five years there which led me to Elmwood Park, where I became the assistant principal of Elm Middle School. And now here I am, the principal.
0: Awesome. So I also need to give a shout out to National Lewis. Uh, that is where I got my MAT also. So I feel in good company at this table.
2: That's amazing. Very <laughs> good.
1: Very good.
0: All righty. So one of the cool things we get to talk about in this podcast uh, is the building itself. So the physical environment around us. For those who don't know elm has had a facelift that's been going on and so why don't we jump into that just start talking about what's new what can people expect eventually when we're face to face and back in the building
1: so um the vision of uh having elm middle school be a true middle school bringing the sixth graders over we we needed more space we, we needed more classrooms we needed all of those those fun things. So, um, you know, starting the design two years ago, having conversations with district admin, building admin, architects, and all of the wonderful people that have made this dream come to life um, is, has been an, a wonderful, wonderful process to be a part of. Um, and I'm so grateful. Uh, and so, you know, new to Elm this year, when we, when we can be together, um, you know, we have 10 beautiful new classrooms uh, four, five, five beautiful new science rooms um, that are state-of-the-art, and our students will just be able to dive into all things science, and it'll be an absolutely amazing opportunity for them. Um, you know, we have a new gym as well, which we'll be able to use for, you know, our educational classes as well as other opportunities for students. We have a beautifully dedicated special education area for all of our students that do receive those extended services here in Elmwood Park. Um, But really just taking this building and giving it that transformation it needed to, uh, you know, be that true middle school and opening up that invitation to opportunity for all of our students in Elmwood Park really has been an amazing, amazing experience. And we cannot wait to share it with everybody in Elmwood Park.
0: If you had to pick your favorite classroom in the new building, do you have a happy place that you go to?
1: Well, being a PE teacher, I love the new gym because it's it's just beautiful and there's natural light. But I will say that our new media center will take your breath away. It is just such an amazing space to be in and so inviting for children and students to be able to come and learn and feel comfortable and explore. And, and it is really, really beautiful. So that's definitely my favorite.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, the science labs are my favorite. They're kind of like my, my dream come to life. And Uh, I just can't wait for, you know, the teachers and students to be back in the building so that they can really enjoy them and use them for what they were made for.
1: Oh, um, also in the basement, we have our two brand new beautiful art studios. And so these are going to be just an amazing opportunity for our students to continue their art education. Um, These include, um, these are two of our largest spaces for learning um, in in, in the building, and um, they include... Uh, new all brand new furniture that has been purchased for students with lots of really great storage for our teachers to be able to utilize as many modalities for art education for our students um, along with a brand new kiln room as well.
0: Ooh. I always uh, enjoyed pottery, but I never got anything to come out like looking quite straight or, you know, quite symmetrical.
1: <laughs> same, same. Yeah, no, it never never really looked like it should have been like on display.
0: <laughs> I do actually, um, I, I think I took a class when I was like nine and I made a garbage can which was really just taking a couple squares so you know five squares of clay putting them together and calling it a garbage can there you wow. go I actually still go. have it oh I love that really? awesome. yeah. Very good. you have
2: got to bring that in and use that in your office yes <laughs> yes that's amazing Miss that Quarterling
1: and Miss Rolf would love that yeah it's a good piece <laughs> of history I love it
0: and I think it has some like interesting stamps on it too so you know it was like ooh, it was wow for the time. That's, I was super proud of it. That's right. Absolutely.
1: Uh, that's great. Very good.
0: So those who listen to this podcast are familiar with SEL at this point. It's something we've talked about, I think, on, on every podcast so far this season. And SEL is definitely something that is not missed in our middle school. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what that looks like for our middle-aged school kids and what's going on with SEL here.
2: Yeah, so we know um, social-emotional learning is essential for our students, um, and if we are not meeting their needs emotionally, um, we're not going to be able to meet their needs academically. So. During our school day, we have dedicated social emotional learning time for our students and teachers. And that happens during advisory. Um, And so teachers are encouraged to, you know, have community building activities with their students, have difficult conversations about the things going on in our world, including COVID and social justice, um, and to really give students the space and opportunity to talk about their feelings, to, you know, have restorative conversations if they need to, um, and to work through a lot of the the big adult problems that our middle school students are facing. Um, and this is something that we are committed to and we're gonna to continue to do, um, whether we are at home learning or in-person learning. Um, it's just that essential to um, our students and, and what they're going
1: through at this time. And Ms. Freck, I just wanna add, that was absolutely awesome, thank you for that. I just wanna add that our staff are so, aware of our student needs and being middle schoolers and knowing all of the extra things that come along with being a middle schooler. It's just such a different time in our students' lives, and our staff are just absolutely tremendous in in meeting the needs of our students social and emotionally because they know that we will never be able to hit our students academically if we're not helping them in that social social awareness part. Um, So giant props to our staff because they are absolute rock stars and champions in that department.
0: Yeah, and it's great, too, because you guys, you interface with the district as a whole. I mean, as, as we're going through and we're hearing about what the district is doing and it's SEL initiatives, you're definitely not living in isolation. So we have elementary students that are getting this, they're moving all the way up to high school and we're tackling and we're talking about different SEL topics um, as they go along. So it's, it's really nice to see that just kind of move with them naturally.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
0: So another interesting thing for those who listened to the previous podcast at the high school, we talked about their Pathways program, and that was something that's kind of been going on at the high school. But you guys have an even as equally fascinating program that's going on here, and I think I definitely want to talk about it. So let's let's give some time to career studies.
1: So yeah, so, um, you know, last year at the end of the year, we pulled all of our students to see, you know, if we were going to be offering classes like this, what classes would you wanna take? And so after pulling all of our students, we were able to narrow it down to seven different courses um, that link directly to a course that is offered at the high school. So our opportunity here at Alma is for our students to be able to dip their toes in the water, experience all of these different courses, to be able to see if this would be something that they would be interested in pursuing a full course at the high school. So our courses are offered trimester, so a 12-week course as an introduction for um, our students to, again, get that exposure to all of these different um, opportunities. Um, And then from there, they're able to make a decision if they'd like to pursue a course at the high school when they go, Um, and then even furthermore, pursue opportunities at um, TCD, College of DuPage, and Triton um, to eventually one day hopefully uh, lead them on an opportunity on a career path. So very, very cool opportunity for our students to be able to start this year at Elm. Um, and really just give them that exposure that they need and, and that they wanted.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Do Do you want to talk a little bit about what, what kind of topics or what kind of things uh, students can experience?
2: We have psychology, sociology, entrepreneurship, hospitality and tourism, business, creative writing, and game design.
0: There you go. That last one whoo
2: that was a tough <laughs> list to remember <laughs> i was trying to count in my head how many we had named off how so. many
1: kids we scheduled into career yep. studies this summer right yeah
0: well that sounds awesome i have a job and i would still like to do those classes so i think that's definitely kudos props do you have any idea how many students are enrolled is it is it a popular actually let me back up on that question what does it even look like during COVID now
1: yeah so um the really cool thing about this is we're using a platform called e-dynamic learning and um, it was made for uh, a virtual world. So um, our, our teachers are uh, able to follow along on their curriculum. They're able to take pieces of that curriculum and kind of change it up and see how they want to cater it to our students. Um, and so, yeah, we have all of our students enrolled in three career studies this year. They'll take them tr- uh, on a, at the trimester, they'll switch. So they'll have opportunities to be in three this year alone. Um, The courses are offered pass fail. So it's not like a, like, you know, it's just, again, it's getting them that exposure. It's not so much, this is going to affect your GPA or this is going to affect, you know, anything academically. But again, just giving them that exposure for our students to be able to uh, kind of see what's going on in these different courses.
0: And is that for all students or for the upper level?
1: Yeah. Every single student at Elm is involved in career studies. Yep.
0: So at the end of a student's journey here, they could have had nine different career experiences. Is that the goal?
1: Yep, absolutely. And so, you know, we know as well, when we pull our students at the end of every year, ideas are going to change. Kids' interests are going to change. And so what we would then do is then shift our focus onto what our students are wanting next year. Mm -hmm. So we can offer different courses and we can give them an opportunity to be able to explore different things based on the needs of our students in that time. And so then we can also make sure that, you know, the high school is offering those courses um, and then be able to, again, you know, help them pursue further opportunities in their career pathway.
0: That sounds awesome. I wish I would have had that experience. <laughs>
1: it's pretty cool. All
0: right, let's, let's talk a little bit about remote learning. And so for people who have been listening for a couple episodes, I feel like we've, we've really kind of covered what remote learning looks like. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the schedule at the middle school. I know that's going to look a little bit different than the high school, but maybe just touching on that briefly about remote learning and what that looks like here.
2: Yeah, so we wanted to make a schedule for remote learning that mirrored as closely as possible the student's schedule for when we do return to the building, um, just to make sure that the expectations were the same for students and that they had a nice, easy transition when we are ready to come back. Um, and so students follow their regular, you know, scheduled school day. They start first period with their teachers in a Google Meet. Um, their teachers walk them through, you know, the introduction of the lesson. Um, they have conversations. They work on activities, and then at the end of the period, um, they move on to their next class. Um, classes are forty minutes long, um, except for advisory, which is twenty-five, and career studies, which is also twenty-five. And then we have a thirty-minute lunch. Um, but the expectations that students are online and learning with their um, classmates and their teachers throughout the entire school day. And then at the end of the day, we have a nice little um, 45-minute asynchronous learning time where um, students can connect with teachers who maybe they had questions for or maybe have makeup work to do with them. Um, And teachers can reach out to students if they want to connect with them that way, too. Um, And it's just a nice little way to wrap up your day and get ready for the next day so that everyone feels really confident, um, you know, day after day in this remote learning world.
0: So that sounds great. Kind of very similar to the high school and and what we're doing at the elementary, that it's especially at the end of the day that they have that time to work and maybe ask questions of teachers and and really get that extra support they need. So listeners, I just wanted to give you a humorous story Um, (laughs) between that answer. And now we needed to break for about like. 20 minutes because literally all of us were getting like emergency calls and we needed to work with parents and families and students and um, even sub for a class real quick. So just kind of wanted to give you a little taste of like what goes on uh, in the background. We're definitely always busy and running around, so that was fun. But uh, thanks for hanging in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we appreciate it. The wild ride of being an administrator during remote learning. <laughs>
0: Alrighty. So we're going to jump back in and we're actually almost done. So now's a good time to really talk about successes. So thinking about remote learning, thinking about the start of the school year, what we're approaching our fourth week of school and you know, what are some things that stand out to you as wins uh, that just really make you happy?
2: Yeah. For, uh, for me, it's, it's our staff and, and how they've really embraced this um, very interesting opportunity as I like to call it um, for um, taking lessons that they've typically done in person, you know, science labs and, and experiments and making them uh, fit online instruction. I think it's just amazing what our staff have been able to come up with and been able to do and problem solve. Um, and along with that, you know, just their, their creative solutions for things, um, you know, things that we've always taken for granted when we've done them in person. Um, things as simple as like signing papers and having guardians sign things, you know. Um, I just think it's really awesome, and it shows our our Team Elm strength and, and what we can do when we work together.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I have said it before and I will say it again. We are the most blessed people to be able to work in Elmwood Park. I know that you know remote learning is happening all over the country and the world right now, but I truly believe we are the most blessed to be here in Elmwood Park because our families show up every day. They show up every day for their kids. They show up every day for Elmwood Park and we are just so, so blessed to be able to work in this community. Um, and I, I just don't know how other communities are doing it because they don't have Elmwood Park behind them. So we are we are stronger together and we are better together. and. We're gonna get through this together.
0: Well said. I want to. Before we go, I want to talk about. You know, this is a new experience for everyone. This is doubly new for the three of us at this table. And thinking forward, what do you think are some things that stick with you or lessons learned that you want to take with you going into the start of a school year where we're actually face to face and with people? Um, some of the positives that we can take away from this experience.
2: Um, I've learned to embrace the unexpected. Um, And, you know, I feel like a lot of my mentors and my old administrators told me, you know, when you go into administration every day, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think this year, the start of this year has shown me that, you know, there are moments where I think I'm going to be in a meeting, and suddenly I'm driving with Officer Lombardi to a house. So, um, just kind of embracing that, and and just going along with with the ride, and seeing what our teachers and our students need. Um, and that's that's what I've learned.
1: Um, I hope one thing that never changes is the grace we are giving everybody in this in this whole crazy world we are living in right now. And I think that you know, if we've learned anything from this pandemic, it's that we do really truly rely on each other so much. And I don't ever want that feeling of needing each other to go away. Um, because again, like I said, we are stronger together and we're going to get through this together. But I don't ever want that feeling of needing one another to go away. I, like, And I never want anybody to feel like they're in this alone. So just remember to give everybody grace and, and take time and take a deep breath and be patient because, you know, we are in this, you know, we're in this right now and we're going to be in it for, you know, until at least through winter break. So, so to always remember that and always lean on one another because that's what we're here for.
0: To our listeners, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Stay healthy, be good citizens, and make good choices. I'm your host, Aaron Sumner, and this has been Parkside Chat.